This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Fantasy. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.com. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome back into the MD's Fantasy Football Show. It's a cashing Friday here with our YouTube channel live. Of course, make sure to subscribe. That way you get notified when we have new content available to you. You can also stay up to date with the show when you're on the go and download us on your favorite podcast app. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer. We got the DFS lineups and tournaments to go over with you guys. We got the bets 
to go over with you guys in the second half of the show when Jazz Lardy joins us then. We also have this, our John Randall autographed jersey that we're trying to give away for the month of December, and it will be the last giveaway of our football season. So make sure you're signing up. There's two ways to do it. Both comments are in, or both links, or should say, are in the comments. Our DFS tournament is free. The link is in there. It's also on our social media feeds at BellyUpMDFFShow. If you want to try to just take me head on, which would probably be easier than trying to beat a bunch of people, including myself, including Chris, you can go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. Look for the MDFF show in the arena. Take us on. You win head to head. Your name gets put into the wheel of names at the end of the month. So that's what we got going on tonight, along with trying to win you guys some money. But first up, Chris, how you doing on this Friday night? Doing pretty good. You know, um, Basking in the afterglow of last night's game with the legend of Baker Mayfield hits LA and, and we see, you know, a guy who's basically getting kicked out of the league, we thought, and then go 98 yards and now he's a legend today. Baker freaking Mayfield. He will never die. He will never disappear into the ether. <laughs> now we're going to watch him be the starting quarterback for the Rams, presumably for the rest of the season at this point, because we don't expect Matthew Stafford to actually return at any point even though Sean McVay in his comments said, well, at least for the next four weeks. You're not bringing back Matthew Stafford. I don't know who you're kidding. Um, and Stafford, by the way, we got to watch him because there's a real chance he might actually wind up retiring because of this injury that he's having too. So this partly why I think the Rams claim Baker in the first place because they got to try out quarterbacks. They can't draft one. They don't have any draft picks. They got to try to find somebody through free agency. And then Baker Mayfield went 98 yards after only having one day of practice. <laughs> like Just... Josh McDaniels, his press conference after that game was just a man of like, I don't know what just ha- I don't know what just happened. <laughs> like, I, he just looked completely befuddled out there. <laughs> uh, Chris, you must have some thoughts on this. Come on. Well, at first of all, you know, Josh McDaniels being befuddled. Yeah, you just lost to a team that you definitely should have beaten. That's on you, dude. You, you played super conservative. I know people who were Devontae Adams owners of fantasy were not very happy with after that, you know, giant start he had three catches, 70 yards, and he you were like sitting there waiting first for half. Waiting, Josh Jacobs waiting. had 18 carries in the first half. Devontae Adams had three catches for 71 yards. Jacobs missed like a little bit of the third quarter getting his hand checked out, which turns out was a pinky injury, which he's got he got cleared to go and come back in the game anyway. But it's like they went in the coast mode once they got up 16 to three. Like there's no chance the Rams could come back at that point. Yeah, I guess they thought they had a juggernaut Raiders defense, and I mean, I'm not sure where they got that impression from, but Josh McDaniels, great job. Baker Mayfield strikes. Sean McVay looks like a genius again. I guess that's the good news there. But enough with that. We got, we'll got we have plenty of more time to talk about during the Sunday Fun Day recap when I have to actually go back and watch that game again and recap the whole thing for you guys going into Monday night. For now, let's try to win some guys some money. Let's talk about our DFS lineups some values that we have to try to get these tournament plays and cashing in. Cause I mean, this is we're what this is week 14. We got about four more weeks, five weeks, including this week left to keep racking up dollars while you can. Yes. There's some action to playoffs, but it's a lot harder to win playoff matchups than it is during the regular season. So we try to rack it up now while we absolutely can. So Chris, let's start with you. Who did you go with at your quarterback position for your DFS lineup this week? Yeah, so kind of sticking maybe to the L.A. theme, I'm just going to kick off with a guy who used to be a quarterback in L.A., but is now the quarterback in Detroit. That's Jared Goff taking on the Minnesota Vikings. This game's in Detroit. I love this game in Detroit because that's when they score points. They score 30 points at home. Uh, Minnesota is not 
great defense as it is. Um, both teams have a fast-paced offense, and then the price tag of $5,600 makes me very excited. And I don't know if anybody else watched any games last week for Detroit game, but they've been on kind of a nice you know, winning streak. They're getting healthy, and as they get healthy and they get people like DeAndre Swift back and even people like Jamison Williams involved, this team's got a lot of weapons, and Jared Goff is kind of sitting there. Just has to kind of get people the ball in their hands, and playing a Viking defense definitely you can get take advantage of. So I love Jared Goff. I love the price tag. The offensive line is getting healthier, too. We have the same quarterback, by the way. I also have Jared Goff in my lineup as my starting quarterback for this matchup. I'm expecting a high point total between this matchup. I think this will be a shootout caliber type of game. And I, I actually just released a video on, on TikTok and some other social media platforms today talking about Jared Goff and how he's a top 10 quarterback for me coming into this week in my rankings, too. So, yes, I'm all over to Jared Goff play, especially at $5,600. They're back up to their up-tempo now that they're healthy. That's a big key right now. And, of course, the Minnesota secondary is still banged up. So, yes, love Jared Goff. We're both the same on that. So let's go to our RB1s and let's see if we have any differences there. Well, so my first RB going is going to be the other side of the ball in that game. That's Dalvin Cook. Look, Dalvin Cook hasn't been, you know, exploding and doing great, but he's getting in the volume that you're looking for, taking on a Detroit team that I think you could take advantage of. As you lose to this game, is going to be going back and forth in the highest scoring, and I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a chance to get involved in that and maybe get you some touchdowns if you're looking for Dalvin Cook. So if he continues to get the volume, you've seen the 20 carries, and he's going to get, you know, in a game that's going to be a shootout. I love Dalvin Cook, and I love the price tag of only set of $300 for RB1, possibly one of the top RB options this week. Yeah, the, can't ever argue with the Dalvin Cook. I will say, the last time they played Detroit, though, he didn't have that good of a game, right? Or am I, am uh, I not remembering that correctly? Let me check that in for you. Because so I, I, I thought I remember it was disappointing that game. He had 17. Jefferson. Much of Jefferson. He had 17 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Okay, so maybe that was Jefferson I was thinking of who had a disappointing game that week. So, yeah, good to go. Obviously, it's a nice matchup. I'd like to play there. I went with Dante Foreman going up against Seattle as my RB1, $5,400. Seattle, I, I said this actually in our show yesterday, Chris. Seattle's the new Houston right now when it comes to the backfield. You can run all over them, up the middle, any which way. They need Dante Foreman to generate the rest of their offense. I don't care if Juba Hubbard's involved to a 35% mark, which is kind of the, probably the tops of what he would be at anyway. Give me that, especially $5,400, sleeping on that value. Love it there, and I'm going with Dante Foreman. Yeah, so I let the cat out of the bag. I too, my RB2 would be. I have okay. Dante Foreman also in my lineup as well. Um, I talked about him last week, you know, a different matchup. And it was kind of a struggle, but I still thought he was a great value then. I think he's even better value, as you alluded to, playing the Seattle team, which just hemorrhages points to the running back position. Well, then let's go to my RB2. My RB2 is... Dalvin Cook's little brother, James Cook. We got him at $4,600. Looking for some value plays. We'll get into later as to why I did that. But yeah, at the running back position right now, he is leading the way. He has been trending up in his usage over the past few weeks. And in this past week, he looked like, to me, he overtook Devin Singletary. Outsnapped him, outcarried him. He's more explosive than he is. Will he be a workhorse back? No, he won't be. That won't be his role. But can he make take one play to the house? Yes, he has that ability, and now he's getting more opportunities to do as such. I feel like he's a perfect DFS play against the Jets this week. So, yeah, give me James Cook at $4,600. Yeah, right. It's pretty price tag and definitely more of a contrarian play. Jets have been pretty good with the running backs, but it's a team that you can take advantage of the right matchup. So, you know, definitely interesting play. So let's see if you match me at wide receiver one or not. So my receiver one, I went with – 
uh, Christian Kirk. Uh, Christian Kirk's taking uh, Jacksonville's, you know, continues to kind of be their guy that they look for. What I'm excited about more so is that Trevor Lawrence should be playing in this game, and they're taking on the Tennessee Titans. Last time we see the Titans, their GM's getting fired after that game because, you know, they're just basically so bad. Um, but, no, A.J. Brown let them up. You know, Devonta Smith let them up. They basically hemorrhaged points. They've been terrible at the corner position. They continue to have, you know, injuries. Caleb Farrell's out for the season. I think the Jacksonville team's kind of, you know, Trevor Lawrence is finding himself. He had some drops last week that he could have had better stats. So I have a Christian Kirk because his, his receiver won. The price tag is $6,500. I like the opportunity. I like the matchup. Yeah, it's funny. I have Christian Kirk ranked inside my top 12 heading into this week. So, of course, I like to play. And as far as Trevor Lawrence goes, he was upgraded to a limited capacity today. So it definitely opens up the door more so for him to have an opportunity to be able to play. Uh, Chris, I don't know what you're scraping in there, but it's coming it's coming right through the microphone. Um, my wide receiver one, I went with a stack with Jared Goff, and that's Amon Ross St. Brown at $7,800. I could not help myself. St. Brown, back to what we saw early in the season, back to what we saw towards the second half of last season. And whether it's the fact that there are other weapons now healthy, which are taking away some of the, I guess, some of the attention from the defense, he's gotten better as there's more mouths to feed, oddly enough. But I'm not questioning it. No matter what, St. Brown right now is looking every bit to wide receiver one. We thought he was going to be the entire season before he got banged up. So I love him as a top five play. And at $700, he's actually a tremendous value as one of the top wide receiver ones. Yeah, it's definitely trending in the right way. And then you have the value of the price tag you're talking about, the guy that you're going to be seeing the targets. And one of the reasons, you know, he's getting used as more mouths as there are, so to speak, feed. There's a lot of speed they're adding to their, their offense right now. And it opens up a lot of things that he does well with underneath routes. So it's harder to kind of key on him. And I think that's where, it's, you know, you see him kind of breaking out as a result with that. And, you know, because regardless, when he's healthy. Yeah, Jared Goff loves his big body slot receivers. He's like the Benny Cooper Cup right now. Uh, Chris, who do you got at your wide receiver too? Let's talk about consistent, and it's kind of weird saying this guy's name in the same word as you know, same sentence as consistent. But that's Tyler Lockett, who's been very consistent this year has and has been one of the best players that you could have in your lap week in week out. And taking on a great, as you talked about earlier, a matchup versus Carolina. Carolina secretary is banged up. Is nothing to kind of write home about. And the guy that I trust more than anything right now is Tyler Lockett. $6,500 price tag, I think is a nice, you know, boom value. This team, we talked about Kenneth Walker, whether he's going to be eligible out there or not. I doubt he's going to be out there, but if he is, you know, I don't know how great he'll be. This team's relying on the passing attack. Talak is a big part of that. Him and DK are seeing, you know, major targets. So I think Talak is the guy I'm betting on this week. Yeah, well, I have to. Say, he didn't practice at all. So for him to be questionable heading into this game, I don't know how Walker is going to be able to suit up for this one. And to your point, what we saw last week, if they don't have the Kenneth Walker, they don't have their go-to running game, they'll lean more on the passing attack. And that means tar- we already know they already have target consolidation around DK Metcalf, around Tyler Lockett. Both guys went over 100 yards last week. That could easily happen again this week. But Lockett has been the guy more consistent week in, week out, to your point. And that's why we love him against Carolina, especially. Quick, is, quick fact. Good. That's a quick fact from the Seattle receivers. You know, Travis Kelsey is one of those guys that we look at as a target hog and, you know, a guy who's getting a lot of rap. The Both those receivers on Seattle are averaging the same target share as as Travis Kelsey does. Yep, absolutely. Uh, my wide receiver, too, is Garrett Wilson. Going back to that Jets-Buffalo game, that could also be high scoring a little bit back and forth. But he's only $5,900. So you're going to look at the matchup on paper and say, like, oh, well, we don't really love the matchup. 
Here's what I do love. I love the fact that the Jets, as long as Zach Wilson is not the starting quarterback, have a ton of volume in the passing game. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee Mike White's going to throw the ball 40 to 50 times in this game. Garrett Wilson has been the number one receiver for this team. If they're going to make a, anything happen in the passing game, which I think that they will, that will be Garrett Wilson. $5,900 is a joke of a price tag for a guy who's emerging as a high-end wide receiver two, potentially even low-end wide receiver one, if this kind of production is able to keep up. Yeah, definitely one of the hotter receivers you can have out in your lineups right now. I have him in a lot of DFS lineups, so I think it's a great play. As you alluded to, they're going to need to kind of match points with Buffalo. And I don't think people are kind of, you know, realizing where Buffalo really is right now versus where Buffalo was. Buffalo was so superior. Their stats look great, but they were so superior to begin the season. They're kind of catching up with them. Look at the Detroit game since Thanksgiving. Teams have been hanging around with Buffalo, and they're not stopping anybody's receivers right now. So I don't think they're shutting anybody down. I know White's been back, but he's not necessarily the same guy he's been in the past. He's been in and out of the lineup as well. So I like the matchup. I like the play. Yeah, I mean, they should have lost to Detroit. They didn't lose to Detroit, but they should have lost to Detroit in that Thanksgiving game. But they've been getting banged up. Even Mulatto, he's well, going to be questionable. Push for score points on that game. That's more my point. There's, they've been, yeah. been points putting up against that defense that's so vaunted, and Mullen Miller's not around anymore. No, yep, agreed. There's 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 some slippage going on there, opening up some doorways. And the Jets give them a hard time the first game, so we'll see what happens here. Uh, who's your wide receiver three heading into this matchup? Yeah, so part of the reason I didn't go with the tandem of St. Brown because I think it's a great play to have in a lot of other lineups as well. I went with DJ Shark, returned to, you know, kind of form last week, a guy that you saw get nine targets. And when this guy's been involved, what I've seen Jared Goff be able to do is feature that receiver too. As long as there's a healthy receiver too, and there's enough weapons to kind of, that you talked about earlier, to kind of keep the attention off other guys, that guy's been eating. And that receiver too, and DJ Shark's been getting targeted a lot in the red zone. So I'm happy to see DJ Shark kind of, you know, being healthy and return to this lineup, but I also love the price tag of $4,300. So I love squeezing him in there. And I think I love the matchup versus the Vikings. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice contrarian play. First and foremost, Jamison Williams, they're not going to play him in a significant amount just yet. They're still working him back from the injury. So DJ Shark is that guy. So I kind of like that. It's a nice little outside the box play from you there. I went with DJ Moore going back to that Carolina Seattle game. I trust DJ Moore as long as Baker Mayfield's not the starting quarterback. I know everybody watched the game Thursday night. You're like, oh, Baker, he did this, he did that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he can't. He couldn't get DJ Moore more than six targets in a given game. DJ Moore with Baker Mayfield is a water is like a wide receiver fifty two. Without him, he's been a wide receiver eighteen most of the year. So guess what? He's got Sam Darnold who will target him a ton in a game against Seattle. I do think there's a decent chance we're gonna see some points put up on the board here. People, DJ Moore will be a part of that. Love his price tag at $5,500. And now on paper, it's a tough matchup. But here's what you got to remember. DJ Moore gets moved around all around the formation, and you can kill Seattle from the slot position, which he will play a decent amount of. So, yeah, give me some DJ Moore in this matchup. Yeah, well, I think the key for myself is, you know, kind of touch consolidation for Carolina. It's former and it's more. That's who they look for. That's who they involve. Sam Darnold does enough that he can kind of, you know, look for DJ Moore. That's something he's been able to do. The upside touchdowns I don't love, but what I do love is the price tag. So I think it's a really great play. I like another one I have in a lot of the laps and one of the values we'll talk about later that I was going to kind of suggest. Uh, what about the all too bismal position that is the tight end position? What would you go with there? Well, you talked about the, the new, you know, Seattle's the new or Houston. Seattle's the new Houston against the run game. Well, I'm sticking with the old Houston against the passing attack, and that's go with Dalton Schultz and the Cowboys 
$4,400. They can on this Houston team that, you know, the Cowboys are favored by 17. Typically, they're going to be able to run the ball, but we know that versus Houston. When teams can run the ball, usually who gets to score touchdowns off of that, the tight end. So I'm hoping for Dalton Schultz to kind of return to form. He's been getting the targets. You've seen this team kind of, you know, finding itself and scoring a lot of points. I'm kind of trying to cash in while I can. $4,400 as one of the tight end options I think you could have and kind of not, you know, hold your head down. Yeah, I too did not pay all the way up, but went with a tight end who has a high target share, kind of similar to you. And I went with TJ Hawkinson at $5,100. I think there's a good chance for a revenge game narrative here. And, and he's been getting targeted enough where the opportunities for sure will be there. So I'm loading up TJ Hawkinson at $5,100 with a guy who is second to t- in targets since becoming a Minnesota Viking only to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, we see this kind of happen with the Rams with Higby and his kind of where he was, his role was, it seems to be that they're trying to use Hawkinson very similarly. All right. So what'd you do in the flex here? I went with, uh, you know, I talked about RB1s and I went Dalvin Cook and I had four months my RB2. I probably could have mentioned this guy's my RB2, but I'm going with Mr. Joe Mixon returning back to the lineups, uh, taking on a great matchup, in my opinion, versus the Cleveland Browns, a 29th first running back position, my guys, by the way. And so I like Joe Mixon. I like the opportunity for the touchdowns. I think people are paying attention a lot to the passing attack, but they forgot that Cleveland can't stop the run. And Joe Mixon, when he's not on a piece course. So I like him. I like his price tag of $6,900. So I'm going with Joe Mixon in my flex position. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I think it was really funny when reporters earlier in the week were trying to make a story out of, well, well yeah, Roger Green's right, been so, so good. Should he still be worked in? Should it, should it be a committee now? And Zach Taylor's comment was, pretty sure the last time Joe Mixon played for us, he had five touchdowns. That said it all. Yeah, of course. Joe Mixon's tremendous is $6,900. I love that there. I'm going with a running back and I'm looking at this in retrospect now. I'm pretty much, I have I'm all in on three games. I'm all in on the Minnesota-Seattle, on Minnesota-Detroit game, all in on the Seattle-Carolina game, and I'm all in on the Jets-Buffalo game. And to stay in that fact, my flex play is DeAndre Swift. At $5,800, trending in the right direction. Finally got more touches than Jamal Williams. Finally outsnapped Jamal Williams last week, looking more like the DeAndre Swift player that we know and love $5,800 is a steal in a game that I'm expecting a lot of points to be scored. So, yeah, I'm firing him up in my flex play this week. Yeah, definitely an interesting play. He has the opportunity to out of the boom. You saw him kind of regain his form back in the backfield. James, you know, James, I'm sorry, Williams wasn't used the same way that he had been in the previous. I'm hoping that continues as long as, you know, he doesn't get banged up. Usually Swift's going to be productive. Yeah, so let's, so the only this, this is going to be the only game I didn't take, or the only player I didn't take, from one of those three games. So, Chris, first, 
What did you do at defense? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily, you know me, I don't like to spend on defense. So I'm going with a defense that's kind of hotter, getting healthier, and has a chance to maybe have a, a team taking on a team that has minimal sporty points. And I'm going to Pittsburgh defense, taking on the mm-hmm. Ravens. I don't necessarily hate the, you know, the quarterback for the play change. I don't think it's going to necessarily reflect the more out of the lineup. It reflects that this Ravens team can't score versus Denver. They can't score versus Carolina. They struggle to score 13 points versus anybody right now. So they look like Denver. And as a result, you got to kind of ride the, you know, the hot hand in some season. Plus the price tag for Pittsburgh is only $2,800. I'm trying to take advantage of while they back up quarterback. I like Huntley. They throw three interceptions while he was a starter last week, last year. Yeah, I, as long as T.J. Watt is the, start, is the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, then they got a shot. They got a shot to be a decent defense, and it's a nice matchup. So I like the value there. I did pay up at defense. Not something I typically like to do, but uh, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to have the Dallas Cowboys at $3,800 against the Houston Texans with no Brandon Cooks, no Nico Collins. <laughs> Just going back to Davis Mills, they got no idea what's going on. Yeah, I couldn't pass up that opportunity to play the Dallas Cowboys against the Houston Texans this week at the defense position. Just no way. Especially after watching that Sunday night game. My goodness. No, I can't blame you at all. Like, I, I just never spent it for defense, but I actually think if you're going to, that's one of the best ones you could have. Yeah, that's where we're at. All right, so Chris, let's talk about our value players. Didn't quite crack our lineups, but we still have our eye on nonetheless. You want to kick it off with your quarterback. Yeah, so you talk about this game a lot, and you're really featured on it, and you're really excited by talking about the volume you think you could have, and that's Mike White. Mike White, you know, taking on a Buffalo team, $5,500 price tag. If he's going to be throwing 40, 50 times, then you want to have a guy like that in your lineup at that price tag. I like it for that reason. I also have a quarterback of $5,500. Keep your eye on. That would be Tyler Huntley. Run, 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 run. We know that's what he's going to do. And when he gets the opportunity inside the goal line, I think he's going to give you a good shot at getting a rushing touchdown just like he did last week yet again. Very safe floor with his rushing ability, has potential for a ceiling. Love him at the $5,500 price tag too. So what'd you do at running back? Or who's your player value at running back? Well, I'm going to just kind of ride this out with this game, and I'm going to go with Zonovan Knight. Look, I'm not a big Zonovan Knight talent fan, but what I do think is coaching staff loves this guy, and they've been giving him the ball. Coming off back-to-back, you know, a double-digit performances at 16.8, uh, you know, in DFS last week. This guy is getting the ball, and Mark Buffalo, where he Milano will be out. They're not that great against the run. They're having more struggles at the secondary linebacker position, and this guy's probably going to get the ball when it's in the red zone. So I like his opportunity, and I like the thought of throwing the ball to him now, too. So they like they seem to want to use this guy. He's a new Jeff Wilson Jr. for them, and I'm gonna put him in my lap because he's a cheap, super cheap price tag. It's funny, I got his teammate Michael Carter at fifty three hundred dollars. We talked about Mike White and his volume. Well, guess what he loves to do best? Check it down. And when Michael Carter's healthy, he is the number one receiving back of the New York Jets. So when you're talking about a full point PPR league, which is what DraftKings is, and that's what we do our this tournament off of. I love what his floor to ceiling ratio could potentially be in some dump off passes because it's great for garbage time. It's great for two minute drills. It's great. If Buffalo puts up a big lead, it's great for all of the game scripts. I think are possible for that matchup. So yeah, Michael Carter, $5,300. Love him, especially in a full point PPR format like DraftKings. So my receiver, I have George Pickens, uh, George Pickens okay. is kind of squeaky, squeaky wheel this week. Um, you know, we heard him kind of playing through the media. We saw him kind of pitching on the sidelines last week. Once the ball wants to be involved, Mike Tomlin didn't necessarily shoot that down or, you know, even be upset about it. I think that's usually times that those guys get the ball. And more often we saw something similar for the Jets 
up to the guy you had here in your lap earlier for Wilson. Wilson kind of pitched him on, got the ball more, and got, quarter, got the quarterback bench too. And that's why he's got to keep it on. That's why he's been kind of, you know, a hot streak as a result. So I think you kind of go with that. And Pickens, $5,000 is a guy I think that has a lot of upside for a price tag that really cheap. Yeah, always like those price tags. My player value at the wide receiver position is actually a guy who's a little bit more expensive than I normally would pick for this, but Debo Samuel is $6,100. I truly believe with Brock Purdy there at the starting quarterback position, it's going to benefit Debo and his target share rising, especially with the area of the field in which he's going to operate. Plus, what we got to see last week was that without Elijah Mitchell, he's back to playing some carries in the backfield. So you have the nice little boost in the floor because of the touches you're getting there. But also the quarterback change, I think, benefits him. And it's going to be up to him to make plays after the catch over the middle of the field against a Tampa Bay defense that can be attacked over the middle of the field right now. So Debo Samuel, $6,100, believe it or not, I think it's a pretty nice value for him right now. Well, it's definitely a guy who has, you know, home run potential and has a lot of upside. Definitely the way they can use him as a Swiss Army knife. You know, who was one of the top receivers you could have last year. Hopefully he gets back on track this year and that could be with the change in the quarterback and change the offense that could take Tampa Bay's a good team, team to take advantage of. All right, wait. All right, tight end player value. I know we're just throwing wet paper towels against the door to try to make this stick with this position, but what did you take a shot on? Uh, Greg Doltage is $3,400. Look, yeah, I don't love too. Greg Doltage. Uh, but look, we know that he's being asked to be a receiver, too, basically, in this offense. We don't even know how healthy Jerry Judy is going to be and how long he lasts the entire game if he can. And as a result, I think Doltage is one of those guys that you know, you want to line up. You don't know the upside because who knows if he'll score touchdowns or not. But what you like is when tight end position is going to be featured, you want to have that lineup because there's not a whole lot of options. No, there's not. And he's one of the few tight ends. I got him right inside my top 10 this week. He's one of the few tight ends that you could pay down for that should have a target floor of about five, six targets plus. So that's just, and that's the only thing you can base the tight end position off of right now because it's so putrid anyway. So I would not go any cheaper than that. Honestly, a tight end position, I'm looking at what you did at Schultz or what I did at Hawkinson or I'm paying all the way up at Kelsey. I really don't want to have to pay down for value at this position. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I was just going to say it's a nice matchup, too. You know the Chiefs are going to be able to score points. Yes. Denver's defense is good, but you know the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points, so you're going to have to be able to kind of match that. The Chiefs' defense is still not good. Yeah, correct. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got Chaz Florida waiting in the wings, and we're going to talk about our lock bets of the week and try to win you guys some money. So everybody stay here with the Cashing Friday show with the MD's Fantasy Football Show, and we'll be back right after this. Football is back, baby, and our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt the couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their T-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find a perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. 
It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. Welcome back on a Cashing Friday with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thanks for tuning in live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe if you have not already done so. Also, stay up to date with the show when you're on the go by downloading us on your favorite podcast app. Give us that five-star review. really does help us out. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Joined here with Chris Dowhauer. We just went through our DFS lineups to win you guys are some tournaments, some money that way, try to get you involved with the John Randall giveaway. But now it's time for the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chaz Filardi from Wake and Big to talk about some bets of the week. Chaz, how you doing tonight? I've got some of our previous weeks in front of me. Guys, I keep giving you winners. I don't know what I'm going to do. I keep giving you winners, man. (laughs) That's what we like. We like the money. But so here's what I got. I just tweeted out. I, I'm busy today. Busy day. You know, we all have busy days. So I'm going to handicap live. So what I've got is I've got the date and I went through it. So I've got my sheet. But that's it. I just wrote it down. I, that's all I got. So I'm, I, I said, have the info in front of you. I do. Listen to what Dan and Chris say. I will. Circle the names that match, okay? And then bet the names. It's not rocket science, right? It's freaking handicapping. Nobody's saving the world here, you know? I'm not curing cancer. I'm not stopping wars in Russia. I'm trying to figure out which human beings are going to do what based on what other human beings think the point should be. So, so I'm ready. That's well. I, I love it. I love the enthusiasm. So let's fire it up. Let's not let's not get, let's not uh, get sidetracked here at all. Let's talk all, let's talk about the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. So the Eagles seven and a half point favorites. The over under set at forty five. This game is in New York. Giants are getting no respect, Chris. But something to throw in here, and I would lock this in now. It's not one of my lock bets of the week, but I would lock this number in now. Saquon Barkley, real chance he does not play this week. If he doesn't play, I don't know what the Giants will do offensively. So I'm going to lock in this number while it is still 7.5 before it hits 10. And I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles here. What about you? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Look, this this Giants team is struggling to score points with Saquon Barkley in this line. Without him, they're basically done. And I think the thing that I, I'm excited about is there's been a lot of uh, junk talking leading up to you know, this moment, the Giants usually have played the Eagles by this point in the season. It's very late in the season for these teams to be mate, facing each other for the first time. The first time and, yeah. you know, a lot of teams are Giants, you know, were couldn't wait till they see the Eagles. And I heard a lot, a lot earlier in the season. I think now the Eagle fans and Eagle people are kind of been waiting for this game, have it circled on their calendar, which has this chance of, you know, circling things on your calendar. This is circled. And I think this Eagles game is going to show up. I think this team's going to be able to put them away, put them away easily. Giants can't score points. Now, I know they've been pretty good against the spread. Um, but I still, still stay with the Eagles. All right, Chaz, what do you think? Is it data time? Right, so, so the first thing is the sheet. The sheet says Philly, the first half, 
This year, 14 plus at 11 of 12. Well, that's the whole season. So in the first half, they're getting 14. The problem is, of course, the line's 14 plus, 14 and a half, 15 and a half, 17, whatever it is. So you could get 14 and still lose. Um, and the Giants for the game at home, they're under 2, 12 and 1. So it's been uh, the, throughout the one, right? You won 12 of 14. But how many times we've talked about Meadowlands and the under with the Giants this year? You know, yeah. what's what's the problem? The problem is you look over here and all Philly does is score points. But they are they are one in five on the road. I have this as circled as a money line for the Giants. Under. Money line and Giants under. Wow. I know. That would be an up that would be a huge upset of that. I know. Happened. I I'm I don't know. So I just do what I'm doing. But that's what I got. So we'll see. Okay. We'll check that out. Uh how about the Buffalo Bills and the Jets? By the way, this week is like the all-division week. So it does make it a little bit more difficult, I think, when it comes to betting because divisional games can be weird. You're times. so right. You know why? Because I, I talked to Billy Elvis this morning, and I'm taking money lines. I don't want to worry about anything. They're either going to win or they're going to lose. I don't care that my parlay is going to play 4-1 to one instead of 8-1 to one or 6-1, to one, whatever. I don't care because that emotional pain of having to cover when the team don't care about you, don't care about us, right? They got the ball. They got the lead. They don't care that they're giving four and a half. Yeah. You're so, that, you're so right. You're and that so really right. plays when you get these divisional games. So we got another one for you, the Jets and the Bills. This game is in Buffalo. The Jets gave them a hell of a time the first time around and shocked the Buffalo Bills that first time. The Bills are still favored in this game, minus 10. The over-under set at 43. I think the Bills get revenge. I just I have a feeling they're going to take care of business in this one. I would take them at the minus 10 money line. I also would take the over at the 43 mark. I don't think this is going to be a slugfest. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored early by Buffalo. The Jets have to come back from behind. I think we get over 43 too. So I'm taking the Bills and I'm taking the over. Chris, what about you? Very interesting. I'm probably not definitely not going with uh, – well, the Jets I think are going to – keep this game close. They kept their first game close. I think they were able to win the last time. I think their quarterback play will be a little bit better this time. And I also think that this Jets team defense, particularly their front line, is going to be a problem for this Buffalo offense. This offensive line is not very good. Jared Allen's, I mean, Allen's still not running around like he used to. And you've seen kind of this offense not really, you know, being on optimal. I think you like James Cook a lot this week, but I think you beat the Jets, you have to have really good running back play. That's not been you know, the Buffalo's MO for the most of the season. I think this Jets team can keep this game very close, and I think they're going to keep it lower scoring in some senses because I think the Buffalo right now is kind of having struggles keeping on the field with third down conversions and keep, you know, getting red zone touchdowns. So I think this game will be a little bit lower for both teams where I think the red zone is going to be kind of the key. It keeps the score a little bit lower than we expected it to be. Yeah, I actually have this game projected at 27-17, so I'm right at the 10-point spread myself, but I am still on the over at the 43. Uh, Jazz, what, what are you looking at here? The Jets in the first quarter are golden. They're like, they've covered eight out of nine this, in a row now, and six straight uh, on the road. Uh, Buffalo, so what's to say? Buffalo for the game, they're scoring 27 plus in eight straight games. Again, that only helps you out if they have, if it's under 27. If I, I had one that was 27 and a half and they sat at 27 and they were very happy to have 27. <laughs> we have, uh, so I actually should preface this. I usually have three lock games for you guys and one underdog pick, but this week instead I have two lock bets for you guys and two underdog picks. And this is the first of those lock underdog picks right here. Lock them in. It's a lock. 
This is flat out disrespectful that the Minnesota Vikings are underdogs against the Detroit Lions when the Vikings are 10 and 2. Disrespectful. Plus two points for the Minnesota Vikings. Are you kidding me? I'm taking them to win this game outright, giving the points as a lock. They are the better team. Detroit is playing better. Minnesota is not Jacksonville. It makes a hell of a difference. So, yes, I am taking the Vikings over the Detroit Lions. Chris? Detroit's definitely one of the hottest teams that's been you know, playing right now. I know a lot of people are getting excited about their offense and how they're kind of turning the corner. Defense has been playing really well as well. Uh, but this is going to be a different Viking team you're taking on. As you talked about, this is – even Dan Campbell was surprised that you know Detroit's favored. I think it's going to be definitely a, this bulletin board material. I think if you're going to get the Vikings excited or up for a game, this would be a game they can get up for. And the thing for it's really bad for Detroit is matchup wise, offensively they had nothing to stop Jefferson, they had nothing to stop Cook, so that's going to be the problem for them. Well, let's also put it this way: What have the Vikings done all year long? They've won close games. That I I. I trust them. This game is in the fourth quarter, and it's down to one possession. I trust the Vikings to win it. That's all they've been doing all week, all year long. So, Jazz, what do you see? I'm having fun over here looking at which of these teams' uh, quarterback was recently in a Super Bowl because I knew there was one of them. I couldn't remember which. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. No, I, I like I have to. I put out this game. This is my over game. Uh, the reason is here. We got Detroit. See, you're out of order. I go with the order uh, off the number. You're you kind of out of order, so I got to go. You know, because I'm doing it live, as I said. I'm doing it live as we speak here. Uh, half two for Minnesota over six and one. Detroit for the game at home. They scored twenty five plus and nine out of ten. That's going into last year. So yeah, I had the over. On this game, it's one of the highest overs. You know how it goes. I tell the, the lowest low under and the highest over. I'm no problem. You tell me you like those because there's so, there's probably the a point and a half more they would go if they could, but they can't because then the, you know they, they they don't like risk. You know they they mitigate yeah. risk pretty well in Vegas. Well, it's funny. My heart definitely agrees with you guys. I definitely expect this game to go over and be a shootout. It's fifty one and a half. My projection has fifty one. On the dot twenty seven twenty four, so that is a little bit interesting there. Uh, in favor, I'm like it to be the like first it. time I lost the total because some kicker missed the freaking kick. <laughs> <laughs> or no, the best, the best is when the guy gets a stupid penalty for for because he scored the touchdown and then they move it back and then they miss and that's the hook you you lose by. Those are always special. <laughs> this is my ad. Don't start. Don't start sports betting rant. People ask me, "What's the thing?" Well, I'm thinking of starting. Don't start. It'll break your heart, man. Fall in love. It'll be less painful. It's it's torment. It's torment. All right, that brings us actually to another lock bet of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. I am locking in, and I know they've had trouble with this team before, but I am locking in this team at home. The Cincinnati Bengals at minus five and a half against the Cleveland Browns. The over are set at 46 and a half. I know, I know the Cleveland Browns have been the kryptonite of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I get it. I think the cure to that kryptonite is watching Deshaun Watson play quarterback last week. I'm pretty sure that's the cure to it. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals to cover this game because I have no faith what Cleveland's going to be able to do offensively. Cincinnati's a better team than when they played the last time. They're a healthier team than when they played the last time. So, yes, I'm taking the Bengals in my lock them in pick at minus five and a half. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I want to go with you, Dan. And Logic says we should be going with you, except for when you look at a team that's been owned. It's Cleveland's owned Cincinnati. And there's been some terrible quarterbacks. No, Sean Watson was horrible last week, but 
this isn't the first time that you know Cleveland throwing out crappy quarterback play. Let's look through the last couple of years of what they've kind of thrown out there, especially when they have injuries. So they own Cincinnati. They're like big brother for some reason. And I want to go with you. I'm going to defer to the expert below me because oh, okay. this is not a game that I want to touch. Because logic, Chris I wants to go game. Miss America and ride. The well, fence. but no, they're all W's. So, so Cleveland, all they do is cover. They're five and one in their last six. Cincinnati, all they do is cover. They're nine and one in their last ten. At home, they're six and one. No, seven, six and one in their last seven covering. And what's just all I care about? This is the game I mentioned. This is the one I gave out too. Uh, but I've ticked the money line. I just want them to win. I don't, you know what? The difference in that points for a touchdown stress, uh, they're right? They're giving six, six and a half. What are they giving? Uh, five and a half. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want to have to worry about anything. Just win the freaking game. And it's exactly. really for me, it's, I, it's, 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 it's the way I'm going. You know, I have to watch my stress levels. <laughs> like the only guy, I like take nine pills every morning. I don't really want to add to that, you know? <laughs> All right, all right. We'll see what happens there. What about the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys? This line's been moving all throughout the week. Right now, it's sitting at minus 17 in favor of the Dallas Cowboys and over under a 44. Yes, I said minus 17 for the Dallas Cowboys over the Houston Texans. And if I was to bet this game, it would only be on Dallas to cover. It would definitely not be plus 17 for Houston because that's how bad they've been and that's how good the Dallas defense is. So what do you say you, Chris? Yeah, I tend to agree, but I will say that uh, I give the Texans credit that they will almost guarantee themselves to try not to lose by this game. I think they would just sit there and just, you know, stall the clock out if it was up to them. I think this team will do anything in their possible, in their power to keep this game close as possible. And Texans have kind of been able to keep with it reasonable. They haven't got kind of asses kicked that bad so far. So it is going to be interesting to see with system a huge number going into the game. Usually teams have some kind of pride or usually coaches who are coaching for their jobs and very boring coaches at that will get real conservative. Both these teams can run the ball. This clock could be moving real quickly. It could get a little bit lower scoring than we want it to be. I don't want to touch this game. It, it, it look, it's <laughs> it's it's going to be a fast game without a doubt. But we've now seen Dallas Cowboys kick the crap out of two inferior opponents because of how good that defense is. That's 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 the key for me. No Brandon Cooks, no Nico Collins for the Houston Texans. I don't know if they even have a passing game. Chaz, what's, what's the I, data telling? Oh, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say real quick, my difference for that is I haven't seen Dallas been favored like this. When Dallas is favored, I think it's a little bit different. Not necessarily favored just you know on, on as a team to win, but this big of a margin when they're expected to just kick the crap out of somebody. It's usually when Dallas kind of fumbles around and messes up a little bit. So that's why I'm more curious now that they're kind of like the hunted. We'll see what they do. It was like five, could have been more. It could have been more than five years ago. But Seattle was favored by like 17 and a half. Some guy did a money line on him. You know, it was like be about 400,000 to win like, I don't know, 80 or something. You know, so not even, I don't remember. It was just a small and they lost the game on the field. I'll never forget that. So this, we somebody just had great first quarter stats. You know, we talk about 32 teams. I don't remember who it was, but listen to this first quarter stat. This is Houston. They've scored a touchdown in their last nine games. They've scored 10 points in the first quarter in their last nine games. They've scored one touchdown, It's and it's all zeros and a three in there, too. 
Um, they're playing Dallas. Now, in the second half, Dallas is against the spread 9-1. and one, You know, second half chats for heaven's sakes. How many years I've been spewing? If you win in the second half, my respect for you goes up dramatically because that's when you win games. You don't win games in the first half. You could win bets. You can win totals for the game in the first half. If That's what I told the guy. I'm hoping the Minnesota game, Detroit, I'm hoping it's like 35-27 at halftime. You know? I'll move on with my life because I'm going to the gym now. It takes me about an hour at the gym. You know? I don't need to watch the game if I've cashed already. <laughs> okay, so let's move in. And, oh, this is my other lock bet. And this line's moved even more in my favor. Did you give How? us both your underdogs already or no? Okay. Not yet. Okay. This, is, this is just my All right, I'm keeping track. So I need to yeah. know. No, I, I will let you know. I appreciate that. Lock them in. It's a lock. So I had this line locked in, actually, at Tennessee minus four. This line has now moved to Tennessee minus three and a half. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys. It's the Tennessee Titans. It is a good, tough team who usually rallies, especially have to get their butts kicked in this one. Trevor Lawrence, even if he plays in this game, he's not going to be mobile. He's going to be hindered. I am all about Tennessee covering a three and a half in this matchup. The Jaguars are the redheaded stepchild of the Tennessee Titans. There's no chance the Titans don't win this game by more than three and a half points in my mind. Chris, what do you think? I 100% agree with you. Look, Jacksonville is getting better, but they still lost to Detroit by a 34 to 17 score. This team has not turned the cornerbacks, which is the means the Texans, the Houston, no, sorry, Tennessee just had their GM fired. Um, I think it could be a political or it could be a power struggle to get where there's a lot of things that Rabel wasn't a huge fan. Rabel obviously won that power struggle. Who do you think this team plays for, Mike Rabel? So I think they're going to show out in this game. This is a game they need to kind of get their bad taste out of their mouth. Derek Henry needs to get back on track. What better team versus than Jacksonville to kind of get right for Tennessee? I love this. I love the number. Three and a half is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I I, I know Traylon Burks isn't going to play, so I think people are questioning what's the passing game to Tennessee. Um, They had this guy called Derek Henry who always lights up Jacksonville, <laughs> and their defense will do the rest from there. And it's in no, Tennessee. No and it's in Tennessee. Jazz, is the data backing us up? The data says Jacksonville for the game on the road is 1-9 against the spread in their last 10 games. So that would say don't bet them. Tennessee for the first half home, it's under 9 of the last 11. But one of them was a push, so you're 9 out of 10. Again, so you'd be 9 out of 10, both of those, you know, not for nothing. If 9 out of 10 ain't good enough for you, you really, God bless you, right? Because <laughs> I take... Seven out of ten, and I'm a really happy man. But here's what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at is this. the Who Tennessee beat at home, the quarterbacks. Who they beat at home, and who they held to 20 points. It's a pretty good list of names, and this guy's not in that list. So I like the team total under for, uh, for Jacksonville as well there. Okay, I like that too. Uh, how about the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers? This gets real interesting game to bet, and I'm not really even sure how you how you bet this game. It's in Pittsburgh. The over-under, I believe this is the lowest over-under of the week. Yes, 37. The Steelers are favored by minus two. Yeah, I know, right? Real, real, real exciting. Real way to get up for this game. Uh, no Lamar Jackson. We got Tyler Huntley quarterbacking for the Baltimore Ravens. Deontay Johnson should play, but he's been a little bit questionable too. So that's, you know, the, the, we're, we're going downhill as far as the offensive players go with this low-scoring game here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh at minus two because it's in Pittsburgh. I don't really have another reason else besides that. So, Chris, help me out here. 
Well, if you're going to pick Pittsburgh, I'll give you another reason. They've won five straight versus the Ravens, so that'd be a sure. good reason to stick with Pittsburgh. They've been owning them as of late. That makes me kind of feel the Ravens do want to get up for this game, and they have been talking a lot about being, you know, since last year, being ready for this game. Let's not forget that kind of that Pittsburgh win is what ended the Ravens' season last year. Um, these teams are basically the same places they were last year in a lot of ways, too. It's different quarterbacks playing. Um, so for Hutley, is going to be back in the game. It was Ben last time we were, you know, saw Pittsburgh. Pickett's not turning the ball over right now, so they're kind of hanging around the games. Neither team is sexy, neither team is watching, worth watching. I don't want to bet this game, so I like to give Chaz, can I give us some things to look at? The under well, I've got three things. Three things. Baltimore for the first half this year, in their last eight games, the under seven and a push. Pittsburgh in the second half at home, they've scored 10 plus and eight of eight. But listen to this number. In the last eight games of the season, if you just bet against Baltimore and the under, in the first half, there were 16 opportunities because eight games, a side in a total, 16, you would have been 14-1-1 if you just bet against Baltimore and took the under. So guess what I'm going to do in this game? I'm going to go in the first half. I'm going to bet against Baltimore. Six of those eight weeks, you hit the the uh, two-teamer, too. Uh, those are the kind of trends when you find them. It really makes handicapping a little easier. You you kind of, you, you got to have faith, you know. But think about it. We're not asking, ball, we're saying Baltimore and the other. That's not like asking Satan to dance, you know, with Jesus or anything. I mean, those are things that, that are, they're not very good right now, you know. Yeah. yeah Pittsburgh. I mean, really, an under with Pittsburgh? I'm not a genius. <laughs> Jazz, it's always why we love you, though, because you find ways to cash his tickets, even in games that look the bleakest of the week. How about this? But game? you got to you know, think about it. How many people are on Twitter giving out picks for the first half? No, right? We do, but they don't. There's nobody out there, and they keep their game record. The bottom line is if you can win the first half and move on with your life, you're the you're a hero to me. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's move to our next matchup. We get into the 4 o'clock hour. We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs are favored at minus 8.5. The over-under set at 44 because we know the Denver Broncos will not score. Yes, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to cover at minus 8.5. I have very little worries in my mind that Denver will be able to put up enough points to keep this game close. Even if Denver doesn't blow, even if the Kansas City, excuse me, doesn't blow them out, like per se, 24 to 10 is what I got this projected at. It's still eight and a half. So, Chris, what do you got? I like the eight and a half, but I like the Chiefs. I wouldn't be opposed to going on under this game either, though. As you alluded to, Denver doesn't score. The Chiefs aren't necessarily humming on offense right now. I think they'll be able to put 20. I think they'll be kind of content with that. We know that Denver kind of keeps it closer. Defense is pretty good. It's just their offense sucks, and eventually the dam breaks eventually, and it kind of costs them in the fourth quarter. So I think this game could easily be 24-10. I like that score, like 24-13 possibly, but I think it's going to definitely be all cover. Jazz, what's the data telling us? In the first quarter, Kansas City on the road, they've gone over 7 of 8, but that was a push, the 8th one. So you're 7-0. You get your money back on a push. But think about it. You know, they come out strong, and then they just sit around and win the game. And that's why those numbers you're giving out, that's that's what it looks like. Denver for the game, in the last 8, it's gone under in um, – Seven of the eight. Remember, this is the oh my God sheet. This is not just the data. This is the oh my God sheet for the MD show. This is stuff, this numbers that we keep saying it every week. So I keep writing down. I keep circling stuff. And that was what I said. Circle it and then bet it. This isn't rocket science, right? We're dealing with 
teams. There's only and there's buys this week, a lot of them. So we're not even dealing with 32 teams. <laughs> I was going to say real quick. Uh, I believe Russell Wilson might have been. I think they said 26 years old the last time the Chiefs lost to Denver. Yeah. He's uh, old. He's getting old now too. He is. Yeah, exactly. He is. It's, it's, it's brutal. Know. It's brutal right now in Denver. Uh, let's talk about, well, here's another old quarterback where things have not been looking great as of late. Tampa Bay Bucks and the San Francisco 49ers. This is going to be a little bit interesting. The 49ers, it's at home. They're favored at minus three and a half. The over-under tied for the lowest over-under uh, over under of the week at 37, along with the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers. So, again, the 49ers favored at three and a half with Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback. Nick Bosa did not practice at all this week. However, there still se- it still seems like the vibe is they think he's going to play. They just like they've been maintaining him, but he is questionable. If he doesn't play, that makes a big difference in my mind as far as what the 49ers defense is going to be able to do. But assuming he does, which has been the vibe so far with despite him not practicing, I do think the 49ers are able to cover this game at three and a half because Tampa Bay just I keep waiting for the bell to go off and it never does. Yeah, you know, I think it's really interesting to see this game. We we're going to have the greatest, possibly the greatest all-time quarterback of all time, and you know the genius of Kyle Shanahan is off as a genius. And this is with kind of what you said, the second lowest uh, projected game this week. Um, I don't think that's very wrong, though. I do think everybody's got to win this game, though. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be fourteen to ten. I'm not impressed with Brock Purdy. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball offensively for the 49ers. I think the running game is going to struggle versus Tampa Bay teams getting better versus the running and getting back on track with that. The passing attack is going to be the key. Once again, Brock Purdy to me doesn't press me down the field, so I think this is where Tampa Bay is going to win. I like them fourteen to ten in this game. Yeah, uh, we got chance. Oh, but- that's not how I see the game going okay. at all. I mean, we could not be more opposite. But you know what? I will defer to you because, you know, oh. I know you know what you're well, talking about. But remember, that's what handicapping is. We're talking about the game before. We're talking. This is Friday. This is cashing tickets Friday, right? Right. But think of two days before the game. So we could. one of us is going to be wrong because what I said is I'm taking, first of all, this is my last of the three. This is the other money line I mentioned. It was Cincinnati was the first one because – I just want to, don't want to have to worry about anything but just to win the game. It's really a totally different way to watch. It, it hurts you a little financially, but if your health and your money are relative to you, then you like your health more than you like your money. <laughs> Give the bookie, because it's only if you lose, right? That, that really, that, that money. Oh, I only won four plus 400, not plus 600. Well, now you're being greedy. So, uh, I see the first quarterback gets hurt. Now the second quarter gets, gets hurt. Most teams are out of it, right? Would you agree they're out of it? That's it. Their season's over. Uh Uh-uh. You got the number one defense and you got an offensive coach that's going to give this kid passes where his passing stats are going to look great but he never threw the ball more than four yards and some of those didn't even pass the line of scrimmage. But he might have 220 yards like that. They got a couple good running backs. They've got this Muslim, is he a Muslim? Christian? Christian kid. He's pretty good, man. He's a pretty good football player. I like San Francisco to cover. I will have him to cover, but in my big play, I'm going to take him on the money line because the difference is is more than a point. And that you know, I've seen looked at how many games have we see recently finish with a one t- touchdown at the end and an extra point win, right? Twice in three games, was it or something? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, look, I'm with you on the 49ers covering. I, I am, even with Brock Purdy there. As long as Bose is healthy, though, we find out. And the good thing about this game is a 4 o'clock game. If Bose is out, I'm not betting this game. And the Bose is that big a difference, even as a defense. We guy. talked about that. I said, you know, I don't know what that name means in whatever language it is. But you know what? It must mean a good tackler. And that was with Hector. And Hector goes, that also means a guy that makes a lot of money. <laughs> but so, so yeah, so uh, the, the other aspect of it is my son comes in last week because there was a primetime game. Because what do you think? I said, you know what? I'm telling you, Tampa Bay, all they do is go under. They don't score. They have no offense. And their under numbers are unbelievable. So where, where was it? First half, their under is 1-11. So they went over once out of 12 games. Otherwise, you're cashing. San Francisco in the second half at home, they allow seven or less in seven or eight. So you got a defense that's not giving up points, and an offense that can't score points. That's, Chris, why I just uh, thought, my God, you could not be farther from what I'm seeing this game. I'm seeing this game, I don't know, 23 to 10 maybe. What's okay. the over-under? Uh, the over-under is 37. Yeah, 23 to 10. But I'm not going to bet the exact score. There's a lot of props you could bet. You guys bet more props than I do. But, you know, I'm not yeah. going to put the exact score. But 23 to 10. I'm going to write that down, though. Just okay. in case. I like that. Uh, let's go to the Carolina-Seattle game. The Seahawks are favored at minus four. The over-under set at 44 and a half for this matchup. I'd like it a lot better if Kenneth Walker was playing and I knew Seattle had a running game. Uh, but I am going to go with Seattle in Seattle to cover at the minus four line. It's still Sam Darnold as a starting quarterback. So that usually comes with two to three picks. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to take Seattle. Chris. Yes. Seattle has, um, one of the top intercept, top turnover teams this year. It's a lot of turnovers. Top of Sam Darnold is definitely an opportunity to take advantage of. The Seattle team doesn't necessarily close out on teams. They let everybody kind of mess around, but I like the number of four, four and a half. So I think it's something they can cover. They think going to be closer than people wanted to be, but Seattle should be able to cover that number. Okay. Uh, Jazz, what do you see in the, the data here? In the first half on the road, Carolina scores 10 points or less in nine straight games. Seattle, in the second half for the season, they've scored 13-plus in eight of nine. So they are, um, in the second half, they've had five straight overs, Well, where Carolina has also had four out of five overs. So that's, you know, that I, I love having the second half jazz data because that second half data, what it does is it allows me to sit around and know no matter what happens in the first half, I'm pouncing at halftime. And sometimes, you know, you hit the first half too. But most people t- hit the first half. You know me. I bet the first half, I bet the game. And at second half, I see if I can get all my money back, even if I'm wrong. How cool is it when you're wrong? You basically give up the VIG, you know? Yeah, valid. Uh, how about our Sunday night matchup? The Miami Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers. This game is in Los Angeles. The Dolphins are favored on the road at minus three and a half. The over-under is the highest over-under of the week at 53. Give me the Dolphins at minus three and a half. I'm not taking too many underdogs for this one. Next underdog pick's coming, don't worry, but... I am talking about Now it's not a surprise. <laughs> There's only Monday night left. Oh, who do you think he likes, Chris? <laughs> but Chris, that, like was pretty, night that was pretty funny. <laughs> What'd you say? Sunday night game, three and a half. My, uh, oh Dolphins. yeah, I, I love Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. Over under three while you're at it. The over under fifty three, I think, is a good, good number too. I I. 
don't like that as much. I definitely like the Dolphins to cover. I think the Dolphins are going to kind of rebound. The only reason I don't like that as much is I, while the Chargers are getting healthier, they haven't all been together as a band, and this offense hasn't been aggressive down the field. How you beat the Dolphins right now is you attack them. You attack them down the field particularly. And if you don't do that, I think it's going to get more interesting than it needs to be. They're going to blitz. They're going to bring pressure. This offensive line for the Chargers is going to have a hard time kind of dealing with that. So the game is going to be a little bit. Dolphins are going to win this game. They have a lot to kind of uh, you know, salt to get out of their wounds in a sense from the last from the West Coast trip that they've already had with San Francisco. So I think this Chargers team's gonna kinda of pain for that. And I like the Dolphins to cover and I like them to win big. What's the data telling us? The data says in the first half on the road, Miami is allowing fourteen plus seven straight games. And in the second half this season, the under for Chargers games is seven and one. But that one was a push. So you're actually seven and zero. Oh. Uh, but yeah, when you look at the data, it, it screams out at you. Um, there's just huge circles. I mean, all Miami's first halves are going over. Uh, all of their second half, they're losing. All the Chargers second half, they're going under. It's, I mean, we're talking about numbers like 14. There's got to be 14 circles on this thing for Chargers giving up points in the second half. They've lost, uh, I don't know, looks like 12 of 14. I'm just, I can't even count. There's so many of them. I mean, I can count. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Can't One, count these. So that, I mean, it's it's a wild game in terms of, boy, these teams have been doing the same crap in Miami. You know what? They look good, but they don't, on the road, they stink. They give up points, 30 points a game, 40, 38, 34. I mean, they gave up 65 in their last two road games. And Chicago, Chicago and San Francisco, right? Teams that aren't exactly going to beat you on the offensive side. Right. Are scoring 60 on this team. So uh, this game could be a crazy high-scoring game. It, it won't matter. There'll be more Miami fans there anyway. <laughs> As was evident in the uh, Raiders and Rams game. Yeah. On oh, yeah, night. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here it is. My last lock <laughs> pick. Lock them in. It's a lock. My second underdog The pick. secret lock is what you should have said. secret lock. It is the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals plus two. It's at home in Arizona. It's a New England offense that doesn't know how to score. That's playing a high school level offense. It's a 43 and a half over under. Like Arizona's getting healthier, and yet you're telling me the Cardinals are two point underdogs? Give me a break. I am taking the Cardinals to win this game outright. Give me the plus two as the lock of in pick. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I'm probably definitely not on the same boat with you on this one. I understand all the logic, I understand all the thinking. It looks great in paper. Arizona has all these players all these playmakers, they've had a lot of these guys most of the year. They've got Kyler Murray. They have an open offense. They can't score points. And they're kind of taking on a tip of base. They haven't had all on. these guys together most of the year. They have not they had have all not, these guys most of the year. But on the flip side, their defense is hemorrhaging points. They don't have – they're not getting more and more unhealthy. And you can run the ball on this Arizona team. It's going to be the magic elixir for New England who's had tough matchups. This isn't Buffalo. This is Arizona. New England's going to be just fine this week. I think they're going to win this game. Mm. Totally disagree, Chaz. What we see in the data wise? Oh no! If you if you saw the numbers, I I said you'd go you you I don't know, we'd go back in time and cut out the, the section because it really looks on paper that they don't have a shot at covering because they don't cover because they stink every week. It shows that they just stink. They're zero and six in the second half against the spread overall. They're one and eleven at home in the second half against the spread. They're two and nine better on the road than they are at home. They're two and nine in the first half. I mean, there's just L's after L's after L's after L's. Um, and don't get me wrong. 
you're at a roulette table and it's black, 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 black. I saw it. I, I lived it. I was, before I realized what I was seeing, but I knew it was special, so I took it in. I was really young. My wife and I were on a cruise, and I just happened to sit down before it hit black 14 times in a row. And I'm playing black, and my number's birthdays are coming up. And I'm take, I took $5 and turned into $480 or something. This is when $480 had some Paulines back in the day. I mean, and so, yeah, of course, it could. these things could all fall away, and Arizona could come out and do something. Like Chris said, they've had the same guys – I don't know. He was number one to get canned, that coach. He was number one at one point. I remember reading that, and he's still there. But every week, I think, well, when is that announcement coming? Was an idiot because he just got extended. So he was never going to get canned this season. So that, that's first and foremost. But I think you guys are underestimating how bad and how putrid New England is offensively right now, especially when Matt Patricia calling the plays. He's got no clue. If his run, if his screen with Stevenson does not work, he has no counter punch. period. And Chris, as you always like to point out, we're the Patriots terrible at on defense. Mobile quarterbacks. This is a good matchup for Arizona at the end of the day. Just to let you also know, we'll just go back with the Patriots thing. You know, Kyle Murray's been struggling as of late, and, and they kind of, the Patriots, the last time they paid Arizona, owned him, and they kind of put the playbook out on how to kind of contain Kyle Murray. So I don't know if they're going to, you know, forget about that this week. Yeah. We'll, we'll, it really, though, it. it if you could flex out a Monday night football game, this would be the one to flex. Man. That's total agreement. Yeah, that's a whole different story. How about, I know. How about this season? We could talk about this season. <laughs> I'm all about that right now. All right, so that wraps it up for the show, guys. Well, actually, I take that back. Let's not wrap it up for the show. So, Chris, let's do these player props, and then Chaz can get ready for our parlay picks before we wrap this thing up. So I got four. Two of them involve one player, though. Chris McCaffrey. I got two props for you on Chris McCaffrey. So one is 63 and a half yards rushing, and I have the over on the total for that against Tampa Bay, given his new usage that they need him to be able to win these games. So give me that one first. Are you with me on the over? I am not with you on the over. Okay. But again, think about it. Of course he wouldn't be because – him and I differ. It's so dramatic. The way he described the San Francisco game, I'm looking through my sheets because, you know, I'm handicapping live here. Is, he, is it a different game that he's talking about? So, yeah, no, he's got to think the way he believes that game is going to go, that that's a loser. I would I would say I would not only have his over for runs, I would have his over for, for uh, passing completion yards as well. well that's the way I look at it. I'm brought that up, Chaz, because for receptions. They have Chris McCaffrey of four and a half receptions for this game. I also have the over on four and a half receptions against Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, not really. Yeah. That, but we talked about it. You guys were betting props much, much before I really – and I still just dabble in them. And I would sit and listen to you. I told you, I just sit and listen to you guys when you're doing your fantasy stuff, and it's telling me things. And all of a sudden, you, you put – now, are you always right? No. But when you're right and the game goes the way you want, you do. You can hit three props on the same freaking guy, man, you know? Man. Yeah, you can really rack it up. So, Chris, go ahead. You didn't get the answer there. You know, I like the – I definitely like the reception, uh, receptions. I think I like the round six – I think that's the most of a given. I think that's what you're going to see him primarily use. That's why I don't like the yardage for the passing attack. Well, the rushing attack, I should say. But the, the issue with him is he really is. He's the kind of guy that he can score from anywhere on the field. But he, he really can. But he has no, you're been. absolutely right. But, <laughs> but, but he again, <laughs> he, he's been there longer than <laughs> Baker Mayfield's been with the Rams. But he hasn't been there more than about a month now, maybe, right? 
a little. I know when I'm new to a job or any gig, a month I'm really you know well, still learning the thing. It's not- Absolutely true, but the thing is, is he hasn't really been that guy this year. He hasn't been as efficient. Christian McCaffrey hasn't been the same running back he typically has been in the past. So that's just that's the numbers wise show. No, and and again, from a, a strictly fantasy standpoint, Carolina needed him to be that. San Francisco doesn't need him to be that. So from a fantasy standpoint, your numbers go down. But from a career standpoint, your kidney bruises probably go down too, right? You don't get you get hit in the kidneys. It hurts, man. <laughs> All right, so my my next prop is Mike White, 22 and a half completions, and I have the over because I have him throwing the ball at least 50 times against Buffalo. It's a good number. Last time they faced Buffalo, this guy threw four interceptions. That's why he was no longer the quarterback for the Jets after that week. Um, Hopefully it will change for him, but I I think the over is a good number for that. I agree with you. He's going to have a high volume. I think he had 22 completions or 22 for 40, I think it was last week. So he does have a tendency to kind of get inaccurate for a period of time but he can kind of have enough volume to kind of make up for that. So I like that number. And then Daniel Jones, 0.5 interceptions. So basically he only has to throw one pick against the Eagles for me to win this prop bet. Ding, ding, ding. Knock that one. <laughs> what is it? I know, What's he, the I, know number? Ha- I know he hasn't thrown one to four. Half interception. No, no, I'm at the odds. No, the, the, the odds is uh, minus 115. Oh, yeah, that's, so that it, sounds it, like. Even money. Yeah, that sounds like free money. It really yeah. does. Going, I mean, it's a long because... game. It's a long because... game. We know that the the the, the they're, they're playing a team that's really much better than. Then don't get me wrong. I like the Giants. I, I told you I'm going to bet them on the money line. Just it jumped out of me. I, mean, I also have been wrong doing that before. But uh, that number sounds like a, a winner. I may do that. And then I'll cover it as long as he, if it, they don't win on the money line, as long as because he, I cover it. You know, it's when One you can cover plus where you plus money is easy to cover, right? Exactly. Because you don't have to bet as much to cover plus money, you know? <laughs> okay. So those are the prop bets. So let's go into our parlay picks, gentlemen. And uh, Chris, I always like to start with you. So go ahead. What's your parlay pick for our, our thing here? Yeah, so I'm probably going to go with the Dolphins over the, Ch- the Chargers. I like the three-and-a-half point spread. Yes. Okay. I'm going to take Tennessee minus three-and-a-half over the Jacksonville Jaguars, my lock pick for the parlay bet. Yeah, I, I was that was going to be my play. you got to think that uh, the Tennessee's going to got to have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. You know, they 100%. feel embarrassed, they you know? Bounce. Look, that's a good coach, and good coach teams usually bounce back after bad losses. Yeah, so, so here's where I'm at. I'm eat. I, I hate having all my eggs in one basket, but it was my best bet of the week. It was the over in the uh, Detroit Minnesota game. I, you know, you took Tennessee. I don't really want to throw a money line in there on, you know, on a three point favorite. Uh, you know, I think that's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to take that. That was uh, was it fifty three and a half? I think uh, fifty one and a half for the Minnesota Detroit game. Uh, fifty one and a half. So there you go, 51 and a half over on the Minnesota Detroit game, Tennessee at minus three and a half, and the Dolphins at minus three and a half. That no, is the MD's just, just, Again, again, I love you guys. I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying my sheet has the picks for the last couple of weeks, and I got W's next to both of mine. So would you guys pick it up, please? <laughs> Working on it, Chaz. <laughs> I know. It so, sounds so easy. Pick winners, doesn't it? That's why I respect the guys that do it. I mean, you guys are really good. Some of the guys on my show are, are, are just, I mean, Wes was 8-1 and one last week. And, he, and he'll say to you, a team, and you look, and you say, 
I don't know what my money if I want to bet it, but the guys I trust them, so I bet it, you know, because I'm not. I'm yeah. the, I, occasionally I'm against them, but normally he's got more plays than I do because I don't. I kind of pick and choose. Um, and it was like eight and one between high, uh, college and high school, but between college and pros. So it it really is sounds so easy to say it, but it's so hard to do it. <laughs> That's gonna do it for today's show. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. We will be back. On Monday night with the Sunday Fun Day recap, of course, will be available all throughout the weekend on social media at Billy MDFF Show. Make sure you're checking out the Billy Fantasy Sports website. That way, I'll be updating my rankings throughout the week and helping you with your start sit decisions. Don't I have forget- to. I have to interject one thing because I'm not doing. I haven't done. I did one wake and bake in the last month. I'm, you know, I got yeah. other things I've got to do. So, I, but I'm on social media. And you guys, every single day, you do this. It's do you sleep? No, no, I do not. Not during the football season anyway. <laughs> um, we do have the John Randall jersey we're trying to give away here, so make sure you're hitting us up for that. The free contest, either through DraftKings, which is in the comments below in our YouTube section or on our social media feeds, or just take me head on. Go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. Look for the MDFF show in the arena, and if you win, your name will go down for the Wheel of Names for the last giveaway of this season because Chris I know we haven't got to this yet but this show we didn't take a break last year this show will be taking a break this year because there's some things on the back end that I'm going to be working on so we're probably not going to do the playoffs like we did last year because there will be some things that I'm looking to kind of get a head start on heading Uh, no I I, God bless you because you can't really do both you can't I'm dealing with Leaf and Low. All right, they're fighting. I got They're arguing over. So we're trying to work out scripts. You get these two in the room together, and and you can't do a show and do the the the, the cleaning up or whatever you got to do the maintenance. There's always yeah. maintenance, whether it's the websites or the streams or the or the back end. So God bless you. You, you well, kill yourself. There's going to be a lot of stuff that both. we're looking to add heading into next year, and that's a big reason why I'm looking to take a break from the show so I can work on those things and help you guys out that way. Uh, Chris, you will be back on Tuesday, correct? Yeah, so join us on Belly Up Fantasy Live as we continue to give you some advice to prepare you for the playoffs. You know, key stretch last week of the season or last. This is the last week of the season. You'll have your playoffs starting next week for a lot of teams, most leagues. And we're trying to give you get you ready for it, give you some suggestions of guys to have in your lives, maybe some guys to make some moves on. And as Adam always has some guys to make some moves on for next year for Dynasty-wise as well. Absolutely. And Chaz, what do you got coming up? Well, you know, this is uh, twice in 24 hours that I got Chris D sightings on my computer. So that's, that's pretty right. cool. No, you know what? Uh, Wake and Bake is, is, uh, is, is really – Coming together well. I mean, I'm getting a good crew, Excellent. but we are going to, I'm going to spend the, the, the next two weeks, three weeks, my Georgia footballs are coming in. So we're going to sell some Georgia footballs because I'm going to, I'll be doing your show. I'm just not going to do wake and bake. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to get up and get stoned or anything. It just means I'm not doing the show. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I'm going to be out there on social media at second half chaz and just kind of, uh, you know, talking to people and, and kind of keeping my, my, uh, I, I read the headlines. I read the, I read the tweets. I read the headlines. I, I kind of just know what's going on. But if you ask me more than two or three questions, I, nah, I just read the headline. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it again. Make sure you're downloading us on your favorite podcast app and subscribing to us on YouTube. And Chaz, as you always like to say, always be cashing, guys. We'll see you guys next week. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 